Right now, you can get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee when you use code DNVR25. Not only do we love what Strava tastes like, and we pretty much run off of coffee, but it's also CBD infused, and that helps with so many ailments. It's different for everyone. Check out their reviews, and you'll be blown away with people's stories about how Strava has helped them. They deliver straight to your door, and after your first order, you can get 20% off indefinitely with their subscription service. So check out StravaCraftCoffee.com today and try out their delicious CBD infused coffee. Be sure to use that DNVR25 code. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code at DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. Rudo, AJ, and Jesse coming at you as we now know Nathan McKinnon is going to miss at least, well not necessarily at least, give or take was the official term three weeks according to jared bednar uh there are also some other swirling questions about sam gerard leaving practice with a potential injury and that being unclear so everything is on fire and the avs are burning down actively at the moment when it comes to injuries (laughs) according to my mentions someone thinks someone said the season's over they got the worst goal in the division and these injuries after every game just what just cancel the remaining seven? Yeah, pack it up, boys. Yeah. Done. Let's done. just keep cashing our checks. We'll go do something else for the next six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll go yeah, hang out know. in Arizona. Yeah, let's go. That sounds good to you guys. The F season is over, so I'm down with that. Oof. Yeah, the F season is over. Arizona has a one win team right now, but uh, jump and go hang out with them, I guess. <laughs> 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 that jump. Honestly, no one, no, no one should be anywhere near a cliff. This is, we're we're two minutes into this show, and I know we're gonna get into all this, but like everybody needs to chill the f out. Like it's fine, it's fine. You're ten games into the season, you're fighting through some injury problems. The Pittsburgh Penguins, have, Penguins have been without Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Jeff Carter. The the like the list goes on and on and on, and they are not burning everything to the ground. Yo, Everybody the- chill out. Yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> We're not without Jeff Carter. That dude That dude showed up last night and showered himself in Welch's fruit snacks, okay? Welch's yeah. fruit snacks? Yeah, that's his shit. Really? Happy All right. Man. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, we should just cancel the season. We need to get you a new mic. Yeah, we need true. To get you a new mic. We'll try again. Yeah. We'll try I don't think it's the mic, over. man. It's my old ass computer. All right, oh, phoning up for ghost. a new one. Ooh, it could be a ghost. I like this theory. I don't think the ghost is messing with my USB ports. I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the spiritual realm, fellas. But I don't know. I don't think that that's. Look, man. If I, I was, I ghost... feel like it closes my door, my my bathroom door, every once in a while, and that's okay. But I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about him messing with my USB stuff. Do you remember those couple shows that we were doing a few years ago where we had to, like, your mattress, like, f- like flipped? I had something crazy happen with your bed, like, mid-show, and I was like, I'm not even comfortable talking to you on the other end of this computer right now. <laughs> gonna get infected by the ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, he's, he's, he's gonna reach through the USB port. It's all making sense now. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Coming after you. Well, right now. The ads could uh, could shake the injury ghost a little bit. It would probably help them. But the reality is, what we know for sure is they're without McKinnon for roughly the next three weeks. Um, 
the replacement is pretty straightforward, right? You just move Kadri up to the top line. Yes? Mm, no? I think you start with... I think they're going to start with Comfer there. You think they go Comfer first? That's... Uh, it, it's a weird spot, right? Because Kadri has been successful this season in this position that he's in. Yeah, and with line mates that change every game, might as well put him on the top line. With line mates that change every game, but at the same time... If you put him on the top line, he's going to be going against tougher competition. Now, you don't really have a better center to put in that spot without Nathan McKinnon. So that part of it is a little bit of a... a, It's tough to balance. We'll put it that way. Um, It certainly seems like there's going to be potentially more opportunity for Alex Newhook to find his way to center somewhere in this lineup, though. Um, put in there, put just one C do what chat wants and YOLO the one C. Yeah. What does it matter? <laughs> I sure, mean... I, I, I'd honestly, I'd be willing to bet that he at least gets a couple shift looks there. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing else. I have no doubt they'll double shift the heck out of Rantanen and Landeskog. They, yeah. anytime anyone's injured, they do it with McKinnon down the lineup. So. Would not surprise me one bit to see to see a a number of guys get shifts with the with the top two forwards, but ultimately the lineup. Are we expecting something to solidify here? Or are we expecting full blend? Oh, I think eventually they'll find something that they. I I think it's Kadri. I think Kadri okay. will be the guy there, and I think that they'll just roll that. And then uh, I think that. Uh, Comfort probably gets the shot at that 2C, and then Newhook is the wild card. How does he play? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, I really do. I think if Newhook, uh, <clears throat> he, if he comes out and, and, and he plays the type of game that, that he's shown his entire career he plays, if he's putting pucks in the net, if he's creating opportunities, um, I think he'll get a shot um, at least – somewhere up up in the lineup i'm not sure if he'll end up uh in that nathan mckinnon spot at any point over the next couple weeks but uh yeah i I think they're gonna try a few different looks i i I really do i mean going purely based off practice last couple days uh j uh jt confer has gotten gotten it looks like he's gonna get first crack at that spot um don't know how long it sticks but uh i think i think that's where they start okay so the other side of this conversation, then, look, I, it's not what anyone wants to hear, but Nathan McKinnon having an injury that is only three weeks, really not that bad. Yeah. Can, given given that it's a give or take. It, maybe it ends up being four or five or whatever. Yeah, well, I, I mean, if I, it looks... I was going to go the other way. I was going to be optimistic and go no, down No, never, two. never with injuries. That's illegal. Look, if it's, if it's three weeks, you're talking about December. We're, we're talking about December 1st being the when first time that they camp. get their lineup together. And that's assuming... Gerard's fine. Absolutely nothing happens else. between yeah. now and then. Yeah. You know, like there's... Uh, All three I'm weeks, saying, three weeks. Like if you just look at three weeks in a vacuum, it's not that it's not that long. But season's already season's already four weeks old. So 
Yeah, I mean, you are where you are, and you can only go forward, but it's not like the Avs are all of a sudden out with out of McKinnon for the season or something like that. Sure, but you're talking, I mean, they, they have not had to do this yet. Uh, they have not had to try and find a way for an extended period of time without Nathan McKinnon. It's... It's definitely a hill for them to conquer. Over the last two years, it's kind of been the opposite thing, right? They've had McKinnon have to lead them during stretches without Rantanen or Landeskog and get yeah. the job done. Now it's the other way around where the team needs to step up and find ways to win without Nathan McKinnon. Um, look, it's a relatively good time in the schedule as far as the quality of teams that they're going to be playing. It's a time in the schedule where we've talked about it for the last couple of shows. They have to start winning games with a regularity. McKinnon out or not, you know, they have, they might have an excuse now, but at the end of the day, that excuse doesn't mean anything. They have to find a way to win. Yeah. Honestly, for me, this man, could I end up eating these words here in three weeks, but like, this is something that, maybe this is something that this team needs where, Hey, you don't, you don't have the guy to come bail you out. You have to go earn these wins. Everyone's got to be skating. Everyone's got to be pulling the rope in the same direction. Um, You know, he hasn't played particularly great to start the season, but you don't have that Nathan McKinnon, uh, you know, cushion to fall back on that. Oh, well, Nate can just go out there and dominate. No, you need guys to step up. You need guys to come up through the lineup. Um, I, I think this could be something that ends up being good for them. And yeah, I know, like, like I said, I, I could end up eating these words um, here in just a couple of weeks, but, but this could be something that they need to, this is something they need to rally around and, and you hope that they, you know, harness that energy in the right way and, and put it towards actually, um, you know, showing up with some effort and kind of showing, Hey, w- we are a really good team, right? That, that, that's what everyone's talked about with this team for the last couple of years is the depth is that they're no longer just a one line team having Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen is, you know, it's great. They add so much, but you are, your depth is supposed to be able to shine through. And to me, that should still be this, the one of the storylines of this week. You're getting a lot of that depth back down your lineup. You have a lot of your main contributors back. They need to step up as well. Even if Nathan McKinnon was in the lineup, you need those guys to step up as well. Uh, Spotlight definitely shifts to Miko Rantanen. Uh, if you go look at the Toronto Maple Leafs, they, they've started to turn things around, and it is almost exclusively because their top guys, their highest-paid guys. Mitch have, Marner have, started scoring for them. Yeah. Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares. Um, there, there was a stat just a couple nights ago before their game with L.A. where 10 consecutive goals were scored by that group of, group of guys Ugh. right there. That's what the Avs need. They need those top guys to start firing. Um, and, and then you need some of your depth to start coming through and, and I still think they'll be fine. Yeah. It's so it's an interesting conversation, right? Because obviously certainly our podcast has been pretty vocal that Mac has not played his best. Um, he has only one goal. So from that regard, doesn't feel like the abs are losing a lot of goal scoring there. McKinnon shooting like 4% this year. 
The other side of that conversation is he's got 10 points on the season. He still was finding ways to be productive, even if it wasn't in the critical moments that we're used to seeing McKinnon be productive in. He was still getting his points. And the abs need someone to produce those points. Now, Gabe Landeskog has 10 points on the season. Nazem Kadri has 10 points on the season. JT Comfer has found his way to nine points on the season. You get those three guys continuing to produce at the rates they've been. And then you add in Miko Ranton and being healthy and putting it together. This doesn't seem like an impossible task for the Avalanche. It does not seem like it should be that hard for them to survive without Nathan McKinnon and even rattle off a number of wins. So what, I mean, what are expectations for this team without Nathan McKinnon over the next three weeks? I, a lot of people were saying, oh, you know, they really should win five out of their next six. Is that still the goal here? Could be. Okay. So no, essentially no change in what they need to get done. Uh, I think that... I think the ads have to throw in the bin who they've been the last few years and they have to do everything they can to become the Dallas stars until New York Islanders lean into your strength right now, play to your strength, your strength right now. The, the, the heart of your team, the most talented part of your team is your defense and your starting goaltender lean into that. Try and win two one. Yeah. I mean, you've got Kale McCarr's coming back. Even if Sam Gerard misses tomorrow, it doesn't sound like that's a long-term thing. Yeah. Uh, and you and you know you you get Sam Gerard, Devon Taves, Paul and Byram, Kale McCarr, Eric Johnson. If you finally get those five guys healthy, that's a, that's the heart of your team. That's your strength. Play into that. Be that. Yeah, um, I agree. Just and you're just surviving this. Like you just have to find a way to look. Uh, we were talking yesterday. They get they're getting healthy. This and that. They got to go on a run here. That's out the window, man. You need to be you. You need to survive Nathan McKinnon's injury. If you're if you're 500 and you still have a puncher's chance at the end of this, it's fine. Okay. Like you're you're you give yourself a chance if you go 500. If you go under 500, it's going to get harder and harder and harder because you're you, it's already December at that point. And then who knows what injuries happen between now and then, what the lineup looks like when McKinnon does come back. Can't just automatically assume at this point that it's just going to be healthy. I mean, we don't know what it looks like. But use the use use the, the strength of your team. Uh, it should be should be should be defense. Um you know, just they just lock it down, play great defense and you no longer have that ace up your sleeve of having the the world class elite center to lead you. Yeah, definitely. Uh... So you got to find a different way. You got to find a different way. You got to find a different path. You got to you got to get you got to get comfortable with a different personality, a different a different mode of winning here. Well, and there's no reason they shouldn't be able to lean on their defense, right? Yeah. It's, it's a defense we've talked about that could and should be one of the best, if not the best in the league. When it's when it's healthy, it should be the best defense in the league. Yep. So. Just on paper, should just be the best defense in the league. Sam Gerrard's got to play better. Kale McCarr's got to play better. But the way, the, the way that Byram has played, 
you know, if Javon Taves can can just be who he was last year, like we know we know that the ceiling for the defense is absurdly high. Yeah. And, and you don't yeah, even need all you just just get close to it. Just you don't you don't gotta touch God. Just get close to it. And and that's honestly my thing. I I still do, even without Nathan McKinnon, I think this team is good enough that especially given the strength of their schedule and, and, you know, the, the amount of games and stuff they're playing this month. Um, they, they, um, should be a good stretch. Uh, they should still be able to come out of this, this month over 500. Um, in my opinion, I think they still have the ability to come out of this month well over 500. Uh, but obviously losing Nathan McKinnon hurts that, but no, I, I fully agree with AJ. You got to find a different way to do it. Um, you're gonna have to lean on on your D. You're gonna need some production from your D. Um, you're, you're gonna need those those key contributors who are still in your lineup up front uh, to to pick up the scoring pace a little bit. But uh, no, I, I agree with AJ for the most part that yeah, you're gonna have to change up the way that you're doing this a bit. But um, a, a winning record for this month should still absolutely be the expectation, uh, and 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 I think they got the ability to do it if if um, they can make some adjustments. All right, so. It, I guess we'll get into that question in a second. If you want to numb the pain, go get Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. You can get eight different kinds on tap down at the DNVR bar and check out your local liquor store for a bunch near you. You can use their online Breck Beer Locator if you want to see exactly what they have in and around your area. Once you've done that, be sure to hit up the Ball Corporation as they are hiring right now. You can get yourself a job down at their golden plant if you text jobs to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com. They uh, they have a great work culture where you get, first of all, paid a living wage. So that's a great start in and of itself. They have good benefits. And specifically when it comes to having holes in your resume, if you need to take a class to help fill something out, they will help you get all hooked up with that. So. They have comprehensive insurance, and they also have a 401k retirement plan. So they got you totally covered, even stock purchase ownership program. So whatever you want your benefits to be with Ball, they can hook you up with that. Again, hit up jobs.ball.com. For an application, yeah, that's the word, an application to see what jobs they have out there for you. Uh, Also, we do have a watch party coming tomorrow at the dnvr bar so come on down come watch the uh the vancouver game with us should be a fun time even if it is without mckinnon still feeling pretty good about the abs as, as everyone has said here surviving without nathan mckinnon means that they should be over 500 means they should probably still beat teams like vancouver so come have a good time down at the dnvr bar come say hi to us have a chat always fun with uh, with Ab's people in the house at the DNVR bar. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. So, are we... I, I want to get into the Maltsev conversation a little bit here. Is there any expectation that the Avs may bring up another player, or are they just going to run Sherwood and Magna in the lineup with Nathan McKinnon out? They should bring up Maltsev. Sure. I, I understand what they should do, or at least what we think they should do. But what will they do? Probably just see what happens. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think they're just going to roll with it for, for at least the immediate. 
I that would not come as a particularly big surprise to anyone. I think um, the some of the part of the, this that has me concerned is that bottom six, right? We we've already talked about the lack of production that has come from there. And now you're talking about moving guys up in the lineup because you have to with McKinnon out. Is how do you find that production? Is it really just does all of that production in your bottom six fall squarely on the shoulders of Alex Newhook dropping in and being an engine for them? No, because I mean, here, here's the other thing that the, the Nathan McKinnon, McKinnon injury in the last day is like they they've still gotten three guys back in the lineup this week, this week, they are, uh, four, four guys back this week that have, that are all players that play in the top of your lineup. Like Nathan McKinnon comes out. It's a huge hole to fill. But again, even just the way it's configured at practice, you plug in JT Comfer there. You still have a third line that you feel all right about with Tyson, Joe's Logan O'Connor, Alex Newhook. Um, you got a second line that that's, got Nazem Kadri, Andre Burakovsky. Like you've still got good depth. That is my point. Like, I just don't understand. I'm actually getting like annoyed at the way that people are treating this right now. You're 10 games in, you're definitely facing some adversity here. You've got your top guy out of the lineup. This is still a really deep, really talented team that has gone through a below average 10 game stretch. Seriously, they rattle off even three wins in a row and, and everyone feels completely different. Like you, it's, it's not like you are that far out of, you know, any of these conversations that losing Nathan McKinnon craters the season with 72 games to go. Like, I, I just, I, I think this is where everything that Joe Sackick has put together over the last several years, it's time for it to start coming through. You're in a little bit of a hole in the standings, a little bit, and you're missing your 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 the 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 what is normally the engine of your team. They have targeted high character leadership guys that that have been around the league and have been impact players. They've got depth. They've got guys in the lineup that that are there to handle these types of moments. I, I'm you're never feeling good when Nathan McKinnon's out of the lineup, but like, I'm just not at that point where it's like, Oh, this is all terrible. Everything's horrible. They still have an offensive lineup before you even get to, you know, Kale McCarr, Bowen Byram, Devon Taves, uh, you know, who who are all going to be point producers as well. Um, You need the guys in the lineup to start. Everybody needs to start playing to their ability. That has been the problem. Their problem is that you have a bunch of guys that are underperforming right now. And that's not because of Nathan McKinnon. You finally have a lot of your guys that are back in appropriate spots in the lineup. You need those guys to get to the level that you know they can be at. And that's exactly what this team has been built. This is exactly what this team has been built for. Able to handle injuries. You've got the depth. You've got the skill. You just need guys to play to their ability. All right. Two questions. First question. Were injuries what we were expecting the tower card to look like this year? Sure. Second question. AJ, when you said that the Avs were broken, did you realize that you meant that literally? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
Yeah, the word the word fractured may end up coming back and biting us all in the ass. <laughs> right now, we have certainly struggling to stay healthy, to say the least. But look, with this lineup how it is, I guess the next thing we can look at is power play one. Do you just drop both Kadri and Comfer on it? End up running Landis Gogrant and Kadri Comfer and Makar. Yep. Uh, they've they've had Berkey there the last couple days. Berkey's also fine. Berkey up there, lead Kadri on PP two. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that functions. What does PP two look like then? Who cares? Don't put him on the ice. All right. Uh, I'm actually not kidding. Don't put him on the ice. Run the run the run the top unit for two minutes, and then the last thirty seconds, get ready to go back to even strength. Just a waste of time. Are you just saying that because PP two has been that bad this year? No, because I mean it's with with McKinnon out. If you put Berkey up on that top, I mean it's decimated. You're talking, you're you're running it with like Newhook and 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 Jost and Nichushkin. And... Why? Just leave your top unit out there. Uh, I guess to to the point that you kind of called out the other day. I don't know if it was actually on the pod of that top unit's the one that ends up drawing a lot of penalties. And so they are in kind of this really weird, like they keep finding themselves in this like really weird gray area. Cause then call your timeout. I mean, you only have one. Great. Oh my God. I, <laughs> Great. I mean, call your one timeout and just say, can we use it in like 10 second chunks? So we can space. Yeah, call your timeout. If you're that worried about it, like call your timeout. I mean, <laughs> You don't you 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 don't have a good alignment right now. You don't have a good option. Like, oh, you gotta do you gotta have a why do you have to have a PP2 right now? You don't have to. There's nothing well, that says you've got to do this. Yeah, but but I mean if if you get your you know, if Miko Randon is the one that gets tripped up at the end of the fucking 80 second shift. Look, if you're asking for production from less from players that you haven't expected a ton from yet, PP2 is the place to get it, right? In my opinion. And, and I get it. If you can put PP1 out there, yeah, you're going to put your best players out there. That should be the case always. It already is for the most part. But you can't always do that. You can't just play your top line players for 40 minutes a night. It's just not realistic. It's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying you don't need to you don't need to mess around with a PP, a PP2. You just don't need to. I don't know if I'm buying that story. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I disagree with that one. You just don't need to. It's not doing I mean, it's I, I, it, I it scored It scored the other day. That was cool. Uh, again, it, it helps that Elvis Merce Leakins just decided that he was done moving. Uh, wasn't technically a power play goal either. But Was it Was it right after? Yeah. That, yeah I mean, it's, so it's essentially a power play goal? Yeah. Right. Uh, no, I mean, it just doesn't. I. I don't think it matters. We've watched Alex Ovechkin play the full two minutes of a power play for 10 years. I get that that's one guy versus five. Well, I was going to say, but I'm saying like, this is spot yeah, yeah. the entire power play. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm saying like, you just don't, you just don't need to do that. Well, and, and, and so here's the other thing too, man. Like it, it, it'd be different if PP one was, you know, going running at like a 50% clip right now. They haven't been very good either. What do they have to have two power play goals on the season? It's, like, it's not good. Yeah. Like to me, like you're sitting there saying, oh, who cares about PP2? Right now, who cares about PP1? They both suck. 
like I, I don't know. I, I just for me, if if your first unit and and the other issue is that first unit has had a they hard time even power a... play goals. Just four. Okay. Just right. in, I was also curious. <laughs> I knew I knew they had at least three, but I didn't know how many more than that. That they ten point five percent, by the way. Yeah. And and like that that first power play unit has had times struggling. They've had times where they've struggled to gain the zone even. And if you're chasing the puck up and down for the first 60 seconds of a power play, why would that unit stay out there? Like you, you need to, you, the, my opinion, you need to get your second unit figured out. I think new hook maybe helps. Why? Cause that's literally what he's that been second, doing. That second unit doesn't, career. I mean, the second, second unit doesn't, doesn't score very much anyway. Even that's like I, a, said, I think Alex new hooks like across a, a full season. I just, I mean, when they're, when they're, when they're healthy, I don't have an issue with this because they've got, they've got the guys to make this work. We should (sighs) drop lines two, three, and four while we're at it. Just Just run those top guys guys with Kale McCarr and Bowen Byram, 60 minutes. Who cares anyways? (laughs) Guys down lineup aren't really producing anyways. I I mean, it's not, you're talking about, you're getting them out there for at most 45 seconds for your second, for your second unit. It's why to converge these arguments a little bit. I still, Massive I still issue see the point of for it the Avs power play, regardless of PP one or PP two. The only guy that's consistently getting them into the zone was Nathan McKinnon. Yep, they have a now they've got Comfer and Burakovsky yeah. as the entry guys because Kale McCard won't just go yeah. because they keep telling him to drop it. How about Kale McCarr fake that drop pass again and just? Go get the zone. Don't even fake the drop pass. Just go get the zone. Like- just drop it. <laughs> just dump it in. Yeah. Like dump it in and go win a go win a foot race. You built your whole identity around team speed. Yep. Go win a foot race. If they're gonna all stand up at the blue line, which is how teams defend their power play right now, throw it in over their head and make them go from a standing position, turn around and skate. You've got the advantage. Do that. That I agree with. I'm, I'm happy with that. I think you do see the Evs get caught standing at the blue line themselves a little bit too often. And then they, they don't enter the zone with any speed then, right? You see the drop pass back to McKinnon. And McKinnon gets the zone with speed by himself. But it's three dudes standing at the blue line waiting for him to do that instead of. All even, with their backs to the net. Yeah, even <laughs> even one guy doing a simple circle back and entering the zone with speed is all you need. It's not anything super complicated, right? No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't need a huge change. It just needs a wrinkle. Yep. They actually they they had a couple different looks that it seemed like they were working on with zone entries yesterday when they did some power play work. Um, it just that that drop pass has just become so widely used across the NHL that every team does it. All 32 teams do it. And everybody defends it. Everybody that's when, when power plays are getting work in practice for every team, every penalty kill is getting work on that drop pass. It is just not, I I just, I'm not an NHL coach, but I just can't believe that there isn't a more effective zone entry there. I get it. You're not wanting to always dump the puck and potentially give up possession. Um, but I guarantee there is more than one look to possess the puck across the blue line. Well, skating through four dudes isn't the answer either. 
Right, right, right. And that's, that's why that's why they've learned. You just stand up at the blue line and you just throw the sticks, you throw the knees, you you do whatever you can to keep them from physically the possessing the puck. And I mean, I mean you've yeah. seen teams just dump it, just throw you, it in a couple of times, and you'll be okay. You've seen teams get right back to using it. Look, we know that the the drop pass works, right? Without getting into this argument, it's not where I want to go with it. Where I want to go with it is. You can't use the drop pass every time because right now you have teams against the avalanche have their high forward cheating all the way into the F zone. Like the couple of plays against Columbus, whether it was McCarr or Byron or Gerard would turn back to drop pass it. See, they literally couldn't because the guy is literally waiting there. Like, please drop pass it to me and I will have a shorthanded breakaway. Thank you. So they they have so aggressively moved to playing the Avs a certain way that the Avs have to do something different just to keep teams honest at this point. There is no there is no brute forcing your way through it. Just switch things up, even if it's for a couple of power plays or a couple of games. If you keep teams honest, they can't do some of those things that prevent the Avs from running what they want to run. Well, the the whole the the effectiveness in that <clears throat> excuse me in that drop pass play especially when the abs first started running it years ago was Tyson Berry's coming up the ice and the threat was supposed to be, Hey, this guy with the puck can skate it into the zone. He can make a play and gain the, the blue line. So it was supposed to draw attention. And then you, you drop it to someone coming with much more speed. Rudo to your point, nobody's being drawn in by that first guy anymore. Everybody yep. knows that it's just waiting for the, 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 the trailer to come with speed and it's just the the effectiveness of it just is not there. Right and again, now, this, this isn't necessarily just an abs problem. As it's currently being defended, the abs entry makes no difference if it's a drop pass or if they just give McKinnon the puck behind the net and tell him to go. And I know McKinnon's out now, but it, right. the drop pass isn't accomplishing anything because teams are playing the drop pass, right? And and all it takes to get teams to not play the drop pass again is one or two games of Kale McCarr, Bone Byram, whoever, just I mean, going use, hard. Use the drop pass. Just dump it in. Sure. Instead of trying to skate through all the guys who are standing at the blue line, just dump it in. Just throw it in over their head. You need, you need to get them moving backwards a little yeah. bit. The defense, that is. You need to get them off the blue line. Yep. That's, that's, I mean, the, the drop pass isn't the problem. It's when they hit center ice. The drop, I mean, the drop. I mean, the drop pass isn't. The drop pass gives a guy the the whole thing is that it gives a puck carrier with speed options to enter the zone. That's all it is. It's not. It's not complicated, but when they all stand up at the blue line and you skate right into them, you take away your own options. You just throw it in over their head a few times. They start to respect that. Especially if they, especially if they lose it, if they lose the 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 battle for those bucks, if you throw it in over their head and they go and retrieve it, and throw it out of the zone. Well, that didn't work either. And that feels bad too. Even even if it doesn't work though, it's at least it plants the seed in the back of their head. Like yeah, an option for you, right? Like I mean, they see it a couple of times and they're saying, "Hey, this isn't what we scouted. We yep. need to adjust to this." I'm saying all it has to do is just work a couple of times. Because if it doesn't work, then they're just going to keep doing what they're doing, saying, hey, we're fine if you guys dump it. 
You know, that's why you have to you have to dump it into the corner. You can't dump it in behind the net. And let the goaltender make a play. You've got to force them to skate to it and and go do something. So you you build your identity around speed. Use it. My favorite that's, part of the flying V has always been that it is wildly offside. Yeah, it's not a play you can actually run. <laughs> love it though. Love, love, love the uh, love the idea. Uh, okay, so look. The Avs need to use their speed. These days, when it comes to buying a home, you need to be pretty speedy. So Chevalier Mortgage has your back. Chevalier Mortgage's ultimate goal is to take the stress out of buying and refinancing. They strive to give the borrowers options with their full financial picture in mind and with the highest level of integrity, always putting their borrowers first. Something to keep in mind if you're already a homeowner with prices going up, it's creating natural equity in your home. If you have mortgage insurance, chances are you can refinance out of that and make the bubble work for you. If you're in the buyer's market, obviously it's extremely stressful, but Mike is a certified financial planner, so they can look at everything going on with you and make sure you get the exact right home loan to get the home that you both want and need. So check them out today at dnvrmortgage.com. You can get a free consultation as well as a chance to win some free DNVR merch. That's dnvrmortgage.com, or you can call Virginia directly at 303-257-6578. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. Then hit up Green Mountain Dental Group. They are the best family dentist in the Denver metro area, just 15 minutes from downtown in Lakewood. They're giving you a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam with them. So just hit them up, get the toothbrush, take care of your teeth. It's basic stuff here. You're probably doing this anyway. Why not get a free Sonicare toothbrush? for your troubles and a great dentist to boot jump on and check out green mountain dental group today and of course check out DraftKings sportsbook the number one rated sportsbook app out there right now you bet one dollar on any nfl team to score a point any amount of points as long as they don't get shut out next week you win 100 dollars in free bets so it's 100 bucks to play with on DraftKings, where you can go bet on whatever you want be it basketball, hockey, football, darts, rugby, you name it. You can bet on pretty much every single sport under the sun with DraftKings Sportsbook. And they're super easy to use. You can deposit and withdraw with whenever you want. So you can put money in, take money out. That's what I've done. I got my free bets, cashed out, won a couple of them, took that money. Now I'm playing with house money on DraftKings, just having fun with it. Don't have to worry about the, the money side of it at all, really. Get a little bit of cash in there to do super slates and stuff like that. Maybe you'll hit one eventually and and, and have a ton of money to play with. So <laughs> AJ AJ hit 10 to 12 on week yeah, one. Pretty close on, on a big 12 game week one. So one's gotta gotta come through sometime this season. If we're starting off that hot. It's gotta be the case. Uh so yeah. Come uh, come have some fun with us on DraftKings. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Uh, must live in, uh, you know, in a state where you can legally bet as well. So so make sure you do that. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Rudo, AJ, Jesse, talking about an Avs team that 
is clearly clearly a bit hampered. There's nothing official on Sam Gerard, but he did leave practice today with something. Um, expectations are he's going to play probably Thursday, based on what Bednar said, but nothing for sure yet. So maybe he misses Thursday, and but it doesn't sound like he'll be out long term. Yeah, he so at practice yesterday, I, I, I noticed it and I almost tweeted something out about it, but I, I, I he's finished the practice, so I ended up not really thinking much of it. Um, he Sam Gerard had a couple different times where in the middle of a drill, um, he'd skate hard for a puck and he'd kind of you know lean over and wince a bit. Uh, they blow the whistle and you'd see him stretching out. It, it looked like it was something upper, upper leg, uh, thigh. <laughs> groin area unfortunately hopefully not um he, like i said he stretched it out a few times he, he finished practice going at full speed um it was really kind of when the puck wasn't near him or in between drills and i noticed him really um like i said he seemed like he was in some level of discomfort um but he finished practice sounds like he you know sounds like he should be if it is a game maybe it's just a game or two uh, i think maybe just at, at most a small tweak of something okay I, yeah, I, I think nothing too serious, certainly as an injury goes, based on that. And, and certainly it, Bednar didn't seem like it was going to be anything long term and what little he did say about it. So not going to go too deep into it, but certainly right now the Avs just can't seem to shake this injury bug top to bottom. Um, at a certain point, yes every team is going to go through adversity, right? You're going to, every team's going to face some level of injuries, but at what point does facing injuries become too much of a mountain to climb? That changes every year. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And and, and I think, I think, um, I think they've got to be stacked pretty high for you to say like, look, this is just something that, I mean, like, honestly, I go back to that Dallas series where when you're they, starting your third goaltender. Yeah. yeah. Game seven overtime. And Jared Bednar even talked about that after that. I think it was a couple days after the game seven, not necessarily in the post game. But he was saying, like, look, the injuries we had, guys were not close to coming back. Had we found a way to get that next goal and get through, we would have been going up against a fully healthy Vegas team. With, with Michael Hutchinson still in right it. with Michael Hutchinson, <laughs> you know, know this guy, this guy, and that's to me, and and I know that's the playoffs. But like that's what your roster's got to look like, where you do just step back and go, look, this, this this isn't even close to the actual team roster. Like this may just at this point, this is a different team. It may just be too much to overcome. Um, the Avs have only had a couple games like that where the injuries have really been stacked for one game. What's been frustrating is exactly what's happening right now. It seems like for every guy that comes back into the lineup, another key guy goes out. And, and while it's frustrating to me, this is still stuff that you have to overcome. If you are a true contender, a true team that is built to go into Stanley cup, this is stuff that you have to prove you can overcome. Um, because right now the, the injuries suck. They're annoying. They're nagging, but you're getting enough guys back that, that you, you need to be able to overcome this um, to, to, to solidify yourself as, Hey, we are one of these teams at the top of the league. Um, they haven't played like it this year, <clears throat> but this is another chance for them to prove it. In my opinion. All right. Another chance to prove it. 
maybe that's what this team needs. This team needs to to have a reason to prove something. Um, now's the time. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if they're healthy, injured, whatever. They're four, five, and one, and they got to start winning hockey games. So, yep. I don't really have a ton to add other than that. Anything else you guys want to say? Final thoughts? I don't have anything. AJ, you good? Super glad I wrote an in-depth piece that was made irrelevant by the Nathan McKinnon news. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. That was great. Go check out AJ's piece, though, because it, there is a bunch of super cool information about the abs and their rough start in there. So check uh, it out. We're also, we're also on our second week of power rankings. AJ did last week. I uh, took a shot at it this week. Um, so that's, that's a piece that... <laughs> AJ, after we got off our uh, our uh, pod yesterday, he goes, hey, and if it takes you three hours, don't say I didn't warn you. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try to be a little less wordy. And even even with me going shorter on, on a lot of my descriptions, those, uh, yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely uh, not quick. Because once you start getting into that, there's just so much stuff that, that you realize you're juggling back and forth. But no, it's a ton of fun to write. So uh, make sure you guys are keeping up with that every week. Yeah. Great time to become a member of DNVR. Get that annual membership. Get the free shirt. Get big beers at the bar. A bunch of other stuff as well. Plus all of our content. You know that stuff's pretty cool too. You can read uh read up about all the things on that doggo cam. Uh, always a victory when you get doggo cam. So enjoy the doggo chat. We love all of you. Thank you for watching, listening. However you consume the podcast. We will be back tomorrow with uh with the post game on whatever happens against Vancouver. For Colorado, we hope to see you at the bar or at very least in the chat of the post game podcast. Until then, Jesse's dog will talk to you later. <laughs>